Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Are You Listening Now podcast. I am your host, Johnny. Back at it again for another week. I have had a very good week. Um, a lot of energy. Really pumped for the day's show. I've had a very good week. And I certainly hope you have as well. All right. So before we get into today's show, I wanted to start off right off the top by thanking each one of you for tuning in, listening every single week, taking time out of your day to do that. Also, I want to thank everybody who has taken the time to go to my social media page at R-Y-L now. That's the word R spelled out, Y-L now on Facebook and liking the page. If you have not done that, it'll really actually help me out. It just takes a real quick second. Shouldn't take much of your time. If you're enjoying the content here, you're liking what you're hearing. Again, go there. I post there on most days. You can certainly feel free to interact with me there. Also, if you reply, I certainly will respond, you know, and I'll greatly, greatly appreciate it. But on today's show, with all the craziness that has been happening in the stock market, um, with people using a hard on money, stimulus money, and yes, even money that has been saved for emergency funds and retirement, which I don't recommend myself, um, and throwing it into the stock market, I wanted to talk about what I think are some important factors that needs to be looked at while picking single stocks. Now, before I get started though, I would like to say that I'm not a financial advisor, nor can I tell you what to do with your money. These are just things that I have done and things that I would do and things that of course I would look at. But now that we've got the disclaimer out of the way, let's dive right into today's show. Now I have always said that the stock game is not some get rich quick scheme and single stocks are really, really, really risky. So unless you're going to watch your portfolio daily, I would just invest into the S&P 500 Vanguard ETFs like VTI or VOO or even VTV, since these are based off of sectors within the S&P 500 index. And that index has given a average return annually of between eight and 10% dating as all the way back for the last 30 years. When I invest in single stocks, there are a couple of factors that I look at and it does vary from company to company. For example, investing into a company like Coca-Cola may require you to look at factors such as the company's PE um, or PS ratio, while a company like GE, not so much. But speaking of PE and PS ratio, Let's talk about both of them, starting with PE, also known as price to earnings ratio. This measures the company's shares price to the company's earnings per share. For example, Coca-Cola that I mentioned earlier currently has a PE ratio of 32.6, which means that the stock is trading at a 30 2.6 times multiple above the S&P average, which is historically somewhere between 13 to 15%. 
This basically means that investors in Coke can expect the stock to grow in value a bit faster based on earnings compared to the S&P 500. Now, having a high PE doesn't always mean you're going to get vast growth in the company. The typical rule of thumb with investing is that a company with a PE lower than an S&P average is what you want to look for because that means the company has room to grow more because the price of the stock hasn't grown based on this company's earnings. It hasn't grown to where you know it should be or could be. Tech companies like Tesla, yes, Tesla is a tech company. In my opinion, I know some people want to say it's an auto company because they sell cars, which they do, but they're getting into so much clean energy and other um, things want to do self-sustain that I consider them a tech company myself personally. But having said that, Tesla has a mind-blowing PE of 672.98, but a lot of people buy in due to the investors believe that the company is going to grow to a point where the earnings will match the stock price. On top of the PE, keep in mind that company sectors and competition when investing into that company that may have a high PE should also play a factor. Let's dive into PS or price to sales ratio now. Since I did mention that earlier too. Now, this metric isn't looked at too much, but I wanted to share my knowledge about it. The price to sales ratio is a, is a evaluation, excuse me, ratio that compares a company's stock price to its revenues. It is an indicator of the value that financial markets have placed on each dollar of a company's sales or revenue. General rule of thumb with this is a company with a PE between one and two is good, below one is outstanding, and above two is not so good. My apologies, PS, not PE on that aforementioned part. My apologies, misspoke. Talking too fast. Anyway, uh, think about it this way. If a company has a stock price, has a high stock price, but their revenue isn't much, then that means that company's stock price is overvalued and has a good chance of not holding its value and could drop the stock price. The next thing I tend to look at, which is easier than you think, is that company's stock chart performance over the last year. Now, again, you can't actually look back further but for me personally, I think a year is a pretty good litmus test of that stock. What I look for here is if that stock did two things. First thing is if the stock had a steady climb to the upside. There is going to be peaks and valleys with any stock price. But what this shows is that stock's price strength to continue to move up. As a side note, some companies' charts might might not also go up, and for some companies, that's okay. For example, a stock like Medical Properties Trust for the last year hasn't really gone up all that much, but the company has paid a solid dividend for the last couple of years, so companies like these you might want to invest in because of that reason. 
The second point when looking at a company's chart is making sure you don't see a lot of peaks and valleys. If you do, that means that the stock has a lot of volatility in it and it is the most risky and probably not a good company you want to put your money in unless you're going to watch it closely and often. Now, I know I mentioned dividends earlier and basically all the dividend is really is a percentage of a company's revenue that they have decided to pay out to the people who are invested in that stock on a month, quarterly, or yearly basis. Most of these companies' stock price generally doesn't go up as much in price, but you get that added bonus for your hard-earned invested, invested dollar. Now, before you go and start Googling what companies have the highest dividend and putting your money in there, you need to make sure that the company's track record with paying the div, as some people call it, is good. And they haven't, hasn't cut it a lot over the years. Also consider what that company's earning looks like because this will tell you if they will be able to keep paying that out. If so on these things, you can expect to be getting that div sent to you when the company says they will give it. Last but not least, you also need to decide what type of investor you are. Are you a long-term or short-term investor? Me, myself, personally, I'm a long-term investor. The, the things that I talked about can be used for any type of investor, but some of these will play more depending on that. Since I'm a long-term investor, meaning when I buy into a company, I'm looking to hold that stock for multiple years in a lot of cases. Unless the stock price doubles, that amount is going to take my money and that is that. But once you make up your mind there, using these basic things to pick the companies you want to invest in will hopefully make it a bit easier to do so. If you still, if you're still not sure, you should certainly talk to a financial advisor in your area to answer any questions that you have and teach you what you need to know before investing into a single stock. Stock markets, whether you're investing in the United States or overseas, they generally work the same. Whether it's looking at the price to earning, like we talked about, the price to sales, looking at that chart for the last year to see how the stock price has been moving, looking at, you know, a company's dividend. If you want to get uh, what's called compounded interest on your stocks, regardless of where you are in the world, stock market plays the same in theory. So looking at those things is what's actually, it's some basic things that can help you make a smart investment with your money. Because again, the goal is for your money to grow and not to lose it. And then the stock game, like for example, this week, there's been a market correction. So the market has basically been down the whole week, especially um, in the, in certain sectors like tech, for example, and industrials too, actually this week. But again, if you're investing for the long term, you use these principles, even if 
the stock price goes down, there's a very good chance after the correction is going to go back up. And hey, when the stock price goes down, um, I'm buying the dip, as it's called. So definitely hold on to capital so that way you could buy in at a very, very good time. All right, let's segue to this. So with the regular season in the NBA is ending and it's set, and it's set to end in four days, I wanted to give my opinion now that we are closer to the end on just what I think is going to happen from the play-in game scenario and then the first round. So I want to give you that. I won't get too deep into who I think is going to win the championship. Even though I've talked about that on older shows, this one I just wanted to actually dive in to who you know what teams I think are going to make the play in and what teams I think once they make the play in is actually going to you know maybe potentially make some noise. Let's start out in the east first. So currently right now we have four teams in the play in. You have the Boston Celtics which man have they underachieved this year. I mean they're only a 500 team and, you know, losing Jalen Brown, who's one of their best players. I mean, some people can argue that he's just as good as Jason Tatum, which is debatable. But losing him definitely, definitely is going to hurt um, their chances. Of course, you have Boston, um, Charlotte, Indiana, and Washington as the current four teams that will be in that first playing game. Chicago is two and a half games back. They're not going to catch Washington, especially with the way Russell Westbrook has been playing these last, you know, couple of weeks. I mean, he's been playing out of his mind. He's averaging yet another triple double for the season. And look, when it comes to Westbrook, as I've always said, the dude is a hell of a talent. He's he's arguably, and I don't even think it's an argument at this point, the most athletic point guard that we have ever seen. I know Derrick Rose had a run for a little bit, but then he got hurt and he was never the same. And Russ Brook has kept us up pretty much his entire career. So in my opinion, by far, he's the most athletic. Now, having said that, he hasn't been able to turn that into really winning in the postseason. And with those four teams in the East in the play in, I, you know, I can see a scenario because I think Boston will end up playing Washington in that first game, I believe that's how that's going to work. And if so, um, I can definitely, definitely see Washington actually beating Boston simply because, again, they don't have Jalen Brown and they, des- and they desperately need him. And Washington has been hot, so I can see them knocking off Boston in that first in that first play-in game. And Brad Stevens might actually be getting fired, honestly. If that happens, and then you have Charlotte, um, who's had a very, very underrated season. I mean, before um, LaMelo um, Ball got hurt, they were actually, I think, like a five or a four or five seed in the East. Then he got hurt and they kind of slid back some. But the fact that, you know, they haven't made the playoffs in so many years. I mean, Michael Jordan, which is, again, my GOAT, but. As an owner, he has been anything but them playing Indiana. I mean, look, Indiana has a pretty nice squad with uh, Charles LeVert and that one kid's name. I can't even think of his name. Sabonis, I think his name is. Um, last name. 
So with that, I mean, look, I'm going to pick Charlotte because I actually would like to see them in the playoffs. But um, with Washington and Charlotte winning, that would be your 7-8 seed. And then, well, the playoffs will begin. So then, as current standings are, and I think it might actually stay this way in the East, you would have Washington, who would end up playing Philly in the first round. And then you would have Charlotte, who would end up playing Brooklyn. And don't need to elaborate, Philly and Brooklyn are both winning those series. And then uh, you have uh, Milwaukee, who would end up playing the New York Knicks currently, if it ended the way it is today. And that, honestly, will be a very, very good series. That's not a walking apart from Milwaukee at all. I know some people think so. But the New York Knicks actually has the fourth best defense in all of basketball. And Julius Randle has been, I mean, right now, I mean, he's worked his way into the MVP, MVP conversation, as he should. I don't, Obviously, he's not going to win it, but, you know, to be in the conversation, he should be there, definitely. But I think that's going to be a hell of a series. I'll still pick Milwaukee because, again, even though Julius Randle has been great this year, Derrick Rose is certainly, you know, sixth man of the year, played that type of basketball. I just don't see you know, them stopping Giannis and getting past them. So I'll pick Milwaukee to win that series. And then your four or five matchup, if again, stays the same, things could change because there's still four days left. But if Atlanta ends up playing Miami in the first round, uh, Miami losing Victor Oladipo to injury certainly hurts their chances. I, I think I'm still going to pick Miami because, I mean, they still have – uh, bam, you know, they still have Jimmy Butler. So, I mean, Eric Spolstra is a very, is a good coach, underrated coach, in my opinion. So I'll pick Miami in that series to advance. So you'll have Philly advancing, Brooklyn advancing, Milwaukee advancing, and then uh, you'll have Miami advancing to the second round in the East. Let's skip over to the West. So in the West, as currently stands, you have the Lakers. Golden State, Memphis, and the San Antonio Spurs for play, for play-in game seedings. Now, the Lakers are only a game back of Dallas and Portland. Now, Portland owns the tiebreaker, I believe. So, the Lakers, even if they tie, Portland's going to get in um, to the higher seed than them. But they could actually sneak in have had a Dallas these last games. But I'm again, I'm just talking based on current seedings. So if everything stands the way it is, the Lakers, if I'm doing this correctly, would end up playing the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio is not beating the Lakers. LeBron James is not letting that happen. So, yeah. So, Lakers are going to get in the playoffs. Golden State will end up playing Memphis. And as I, I, I really, really like John Morant. John Morant, to me, is a very, very underrated player. I mean, to the point that no one talks about him because he's in Memphis. But the kid, I mean, he won Rookie of the Year, which he deserved. In my opinion, I always said you should pick him over Zion. But having said that, they're going to be going up against a Golden State team. And Steph has been hot. 
lately. Hot, hot. And Golden State has playoff experience. So I, I'm going to pick Golden State over Memphis, even though I really, really am rooting for Ja and the Grizzlies, but I just don't, I don't see them being Golden State. So that would mean um, Golden State would be your eight seed. The Lakers would be your seven seed. And if that shakes out that way in your first round, you will have Utah playing Golden State. And could Golden State catch fire and beat Utah? Nope. I think they can make it a decent series. I think it could be a six-game series, but Utah has been the best team in the league all year. And I don't see, excuse me, I don't see... Golden State beating them. So I got Utah winning that one. As good of a season as Phoenix has had, and Chris Paul has made Phoenix a legit contender. They're not beating the Lakers in a seven-game series. I'm sorry. I don't see a healthy LeBron well-rested, a healthy Anthony Davis well-rested, losing to the Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. They've had a good season, they're going to lose to the Lakers probably in six games. Then you would have the Clippers playing the Mavericks. And even though the Mavericks gave the Clippers hell last year, I still think that will probably be another six-game series. But Clippers are going to beat Dallas. And that'll be for the second year in a row. And then you have your 4-5 matchup, which will be Denver and Portland. And honestly, if Jamal Murray was with Denver, I would more confidently pick Denver. But since he's not there and he's hurt, I'm still going to pick Denver because Jokic has had an MVP type season. And he probably honestly will win MVP. And Portland has nobody really that can match up with him. I know they have Nurkis, but... Nurkic can't guard Jokic. Um, so with that being said, I mean, unless Dame goes nuts, which he's certainly capable of, I'm going to pick Denver to actually win this series. So you will have uh, Utah advancing over Golden State. You will have the Lakers upsetting, if you want to call it that, but it's not. But anyway, beating Phoenix. You will have the Clippers beating Dallas. And then I'll have Denver beating Portland. Those are my first, those are my play-in first round matchups. Let's see if it plays out that way. Again, there's still four days left in the regular season. Things could very well change. Seedings could change as far as the play-in structure goes, which again can turn things on its head. But we'll see the playoffs. By the time I come back next week, the playoffs should have um, started. So we'll definitely see, you know, which matchup matchups are there. And maybe talk about some of the games that have started and, you know, the first round matchups. All right. Before I get out of here, this past week um, was Mother's Day. And I certainly want to take the time out to say and give a happy belated Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there who are listening. Again, without mothers, we couldn't be here Tell you what, my mom has was a huge and and currently is still a huge inspiration in my life. She's certainly somebody 
that when I'm going through a tough time or I need some advice, she's somebody who's going to give it to me straight. She's not going to lie to me. She's not going to sugarcoat anything. And I certainly love and appreciate my mother for the woman that she is and all the mothers out there for all of y'all do. The world would not be the same or what it is without mom. So happy belated Mother's Day. All right. I enjoyed today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening. As we talked about, if you enjoyed the show and you like what we're talking about here, Go to my Facebook page at R-Y-L Now. That's the word R spelled out. Y-L Now on Facebook. Give me a like. Leave me a comment. I would appreciate it. Until next week. Y'all have a good week. Talk to you all later. Peace.